May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. So I had to smile when I saw the gospel reading for today, for this Sunday, and my first Sunday sermon here at St. Michael's and All Angels. The Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to go to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. Now you all probably know, or you're learning today, that me and my husband, Scott, we just moved here about four weeks ago, a little bit over a month ago, actually. Um, and we came from a church in Alabama, right outside of Birmingham. So the Lord sent the pair of us, pair of us, here to you. Now I also realize that the Lord also says in this gospel reading, <laughs> Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals. Okay, full confession. I, bought, I brought purses, I brought bags, and I brought sandals. I also brought a whole truck load of, of all sorts of other stuff. If you were to talk to the mover, um, he would be the first to testify that we did not travel light to come to Dallas. We looked a little bit more like the Beverly Hillbillies coming here with their truckload of stuff. It was me and my husband, two dogs, two cats, and even a granny. We all moved here just to be with you. And so I am glad to be here, but the Lord knows who he called and he knows what I brought with me. And I think it's okay in the end. But we are ready. We're ready to be here on our new adventure in ministry with you. So the first thing I wanna to say to you is what our Lord said to say, peace to you as I enter this house. Peace to you. Thank you. I am so glad to be here. And then the other thing that I think is appropriate about this reading is that is the one that we are reading on the 4th of July, or for the weekend. Because so many people over so many centuries, they've come to this land on their own version of pilgrimage and calling. You know, something that's kind of cool that my husband found out just a couple of months ago is that one of his ancestors was actually on the Mayflower and came over. And not only that, the really cool thing is that his name is William Brewster. And he was the senior elder for the church that landed in Plymouth. So he was their preacher and their senior minister. Now that's pretty daggum cool. Now, not all of us, though, have such famous beginnings to our lives here in this great country. So many slaves were compelled to come here. They were under horrific conditions and just abominable, unspeakable duress. And then there's a whole slew of other people who came to the U.S., and this is where my group kind of falls in, who came here for not only for opportunity, but a lot of us came here from my family because of religious persecution that they were experiencing in the countries that they were from. My people are from Poland and Hungary and Czechoslovakia. And we, were, well, we have people in our line that were Jewish and we have people in our line that were um, Roman Catholic. And so they came here since the 1900s, earlier in the century, 
through Ellis Island, some of them and some in other ways, but they came here because of religious persecution. Now they would have loved that pilgrimage that a lot of y'all just got back from up into this area. They would have loved the food. I think I heard some of our pilgrims weren't too crazy over all the bratwurst. But we will be having that at my house tomorrow. <laughs> but anyway, so they would, um, that's where my people hail from. And all of this moving around of people, all of this going to and from, you know, um, and living out their lives and their faith to do places, it's actually the norm for our Judeo-Christian heritage. I mean, from the beginning, God has been calling people and sending them to all sorts of places. Think about Sarah and Abraham at the very beginning, or the Exodus, the calling of the slaves out of Egypt into the wilderness. Or think about Jesus calling his, his 12 apostles and then sending them out to baptize and spread the good news throughout the world. And then we have the lesson today, those 70 nameless elders that were called by Jesus and sent out to walk around their countryside declaring that the kingdom of God has come near. Now sometimes our movement is because we are compelled to go by others, but God can use that too. Think about Joseph being called into Egypt, being brought into Egypt as a slave. And Paul, he was brought into Rome as a criminal. But however we get to where we are, God uses that to accomplish his plans through us. He has a plan for our life and he calls us to live wherever we live, to live in faith, to look at him, to trust in him. And then he also calls us to go out and meet our neighbors. We are not meant to sit still in our faith. We are meant to go out. We are not meant to cling to our little group, merely meeting every Sabbath, like a little holy club or something. We're, supposed to keep, we're not supposed to keep our faith to ourselves. We're always called to move outside these walls. Jesus calls us to reach out to the sick, the poor, the needy, the outcast, the despised the hungry, the orphans, and the widows. And it is through the hurting people of the world that God has so often revealed himself to the world and the nature of his salvation. Jesus is calling us not to a one and done. That's never been the pattern of our faith. We are all called to leave our comfort zone and to travel light somewhat, to go and do ministry beyond these doors, out those doors. Now, some of us are called to faraway places to move a little bit more than others, but most of us, and think about these 70 elders of the story this morning, they were called to do ministry within walking distance of their homes. So in modern terms, this would be within bus ride or drive. That is where we're called to do ministry, most of us. And also notice in this story that the 70 elders were called to be present in the homes of the other people they were called to meet. Think about that. When you go spend the night with somebody at somebody's house, you really get to know them. 
you get into deep relationship with them. Because these invitations by God to go out and meet with our neighbors, to meet other people, these are not just invitations to some sort of holy or sacred um, pajama parties. What he wants us to do is to really get to know the other people, to know their joys, to know their sorrows, to know their successes, all the good things that have happened to them. But to be there also when they're in times of sorrow, when they're in times of sickness and illness, know what's going on in their lives. Develop deep connections. Because we're not supposed to just float on the surface. And all of this is in the spirit. I don't know if y'all have heard about the, the Sunday school that's been going on um, in formation this sun, uh, Sunday. It's called Share Our Stuff. And this includes not only our dollars and our things, but mostly our lives and what has gone on with us and how we can help each other in the joys and in the sorrows and all the things that we face, our trials, our tribulations, and our losses. And it's so that we can help to heal each other and point to God and to remind one another who is with us because Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is in us. We are in him and he is in us. We are surrounded by his presence as we walk through this life together. And so we are called to be with one another and then we're called to come back here, to come back here and to share these stories of ministry and revelation where we have seen God work and golly, he's working so many ways in so many places. You know, one of my favorite parts of the 4th of July and it's always been is the fireworks. I love fireworks. When I was a little girl, about his age right there, I can remember one of my very first memories is sitting on blankets on the shore of Lake Michigan in Racine, Wisconsin, watching the fireworks go out, off. And we were so close, the sparkles were like over our head and then like, you know that big, the boom? You would, it would just vibrate in your stomach. I love fireworks like that. And I love my favorite ones. Me and my grandmother, we, had the favorite, we both had the favorite ones. It was the one where they go way up and they start the sparkles and the sparkles that go all the way down into the water. Those are my favorite. Those are my absolute favorites. So um, our ministry in the world outside is to be a thing like that, a thing of joy, of celebration. Because listen what Jesus told those happy souls who were running back to him, they were overjoyed with the joy of their ministry and they're telling Jesus their tales. And Jesus tells them, I saw Satan fall like lightning. In other words, those 70 followers of Jesus, as they shared their faith and as they healed the others that they brought that healing to the, their part of the world, they created fireworks for Jesus. So my question for you today is are you setting off fireworks for our Lord? Because we are all part of this nameless group of 70, these followers of Jesus, the ones who did their work within walking distance of their homes like them, we are all called 
to get up and go to the nooks and crannies of Dallas where there is certainly plenty of need and there are certainly opportunities for those outside these walls to bring blessing and joy to us. I therefore look forward to being on this great adventure with you. I look forward to witnessing and to hearing your stories of your own adventures in your ministry. And if you're looking for a place to go, just give me a call. Because let's all go and set off some fireworks for Jesus. Let us pray. I thank you, Lord, for this beautiful church. I thank you for being called to this new adventure, to go on adventure with these wonderful people. I pray that you will always surround us with your holy angels, that you will keep us safe and guide our ways and fill our hearts, not only with your comfort and your peace, but with your joy as we go and hopefully create some sparkles of love for you. In Christ's name I pray, amen.